Most entrepreneurs waste an insane amount of time trying to build their business. They are online 24-7, sacrificing their private life and burning out in the process. This is going to end right now. Welcome to the Content Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Virginia Reassis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, copywriter, business coach, and recovered workaholic. I know what it takes to go from burnt out and overwhelmed to building a six-figure business, posting only once a week and working less than five hours per day. My secret? Cutting out all the crap that doesn't move the needle forward in your business and producing content that actually attracts clients and gets you paid while living your best life. Want to create a business and a life you love? Sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you. Are you truly happy right now? Seriously, take a moment, tune in with yourself. Happiness is a feeling. Can rationally decide this. Are you feeling happy right now? And if it's not happy, what are you feeling? Can you do a little body check? Where are your feet? Where are your hands? Are you holding it in your belly? Are you holding your breath? Is your jaw tied? Move your jaw for a second. Shake out your cheeks. If you're driving right now, it's okay. <laughs> if someone sees you through the window, no big deal. You will probably never see them again. This is traffic. <laughs> right? Over the last half a decade or so, I have embarked on this journey trying to understand what happiness is all about. And how do you create it? I remember times in my life where I was massively depressed and very unhappy. When you're unhappy, you know it right away. But what does happiness look and feel like inside of you? And how, most importantly, do you create it and hold on to it? Can you even hold on to it? It strikes me when I talk to people on social media, on podcasts, in real life, to my clients just how much unhappiness is in the world and unhappiness dissatisfaction. I've talked to a colleague of mine and she told me how she bawled her eyes out on New Year's Eve because her big goal was to have a million dollar business this year or hit a million dollars and she was short of 40k. She almost hit that goal and instead of celebrating that she brought in 960k that year, what an achievement. She was incredibly unhappy. And this is not rare. I talk to so many entrepreneurs who are massively unhappy in their business. They are successful, but they don't feel successful. They like the topic. That's why they chose to pursue a business in that niche and in that area. But they hate the day-to-day -day life. So what does it take to actually be truly happy in your business, in your life? Because they go hand in hand. Your business and your life are so tightly interwoven, there is no separation. If something happens in your daily life, it is going to affect your business. And if something happens in your business, it is probably going to affect your private life as well. So let me fill you in on a couple of key lessons and key understandings that I have realized over the last half a decade looking to understand and most importantly create happiness in my own life and in the lives of other people. 
Now, I always joke with my coach that I'm like a coffee filter. I take in all this information, process it, but what comes out at the bottom is something completely different. So you throw in all your coffee grinds and it's like you can't really use them, right? Coffee, I mean, you can't consume coffee grinds. You put in hot water. There's, it's not anything special. It's just hot water. But what comes out is this like juicy, delicious, consumable beverage that warms your heart and soul. And this is how I truly see myself in life. I take in all of the information. I take in what I learn from other people. I take what I watch and observe in real life and online and with my clients. And somehow inside of me and through me, these lessons come to be. So I want to share some of these lessons with you in the hopes that they will help you lead a much happier, fulfilling life. So very first lesson is fairly obvious. Happy is a constant creation. It's not something that you're going to find and then you're going to have it forever. It is something that you intentionally have to cultivate. And the more you cultivate it every single day, the more it will show up. So it's kind of like a potted plant. I don't know. I have killed so many succulents. I have not been very successful at cultivating succulents, but other people are. And the more they they take care of their plants, the, the more they water them appropriately, make sure the soil is good, the location is right. And the more they take care of them, the more they will grow. The only plant I've ever been successfully growing <laughs> was our aloe vera. That one reproduces like there's no tomorrow. And my mom has like an aloe vera tree at home now. <laughs> so how do you actually cultivate happiness if you have to water it, take care of the soil, the grounds, make sure they're nutritious so it can grow well. How do you cultivate happiness? Now here is something that may surprise you. You all have a unique makeup and that is authentic to you. No one else has it. You're one in what, 14 billion? I don't remember what the number is. The chance of you being born well, here's the thing. You, I, your neighbor, your best friend, we're all so wildly different. But what is not different at all, what is part of us, is that we're all human. And humans have a, a certain set of needs. We all have this unique makeup of these needs. So let's say you have a need for safety. Right? You need to make sure that there's enough money in your bank accounts that you can pay your rent, there's food on the table, and you're not alone in the world. That's like the basic, most basic need for safety. It's the physiological safety and it's the emotional safety of like, okay, I'm going to survive. But you also have other things that are needs. You have a need, innate need for connection with other people being heard, seen, being a part of a community. You have a need for rest. You have a need for play. There are lots of different needs that we all have because we're human. There is not a single human in the world who cannot go by completely ignoring their need for play. Because when they ignore their need for play, they enter depression. And there is no human being on this planet or other plants, I presume, if they're actual humans, <laughs> <laughs> who, 
who can go by without emotional connection with other humans because we are social animals. We need connection for survival. If we don't if we aren't attached and connected to our caregivers at birth, we're going to die. Even if you take care of children or babies and you feed them and you diaper them and so on, they will still have a massive physiological health issues all the way up to death if there is no social emotional connection. So you have this authentic set of needs. Now here's the thing. These needs are not distributed equally. It's not like, okay, you got four needs, each get 25% and then you're good to go. No, that's not true. (laughs) We all have different needs and they're distributed completely differently. I have a huge need for connection. I am such a people person. I can receive $20,000 painful and I'm like, oh yeah, cool, nice, great. But someone tells me I changed their life and they see how generous and kind I am and how much I want to see them succeed. Client sent me that on Voxer recently. I was bawling for like three days. (laughs) I have a much bigger need to connect with other people than my husband, for example. My husband is happy if we speak a couple sentences <laughs> over dinner, then he's already like feeling pretty connected and everything's good. If we only speak a couple sentences over den- dinner, I'm going to be cranky as hell because I don't feel sufficiently connected to him if it's not like actual conversation, feeling heard and seen. Like I don't feel heard and seen like that. He's pretty satisfied. So one of the basis for cultivating happiness is actually understanding and knowing and recognizing your very real needs. And when we talk about needs, most people quote Maslow, the hierarchy of needs. If you've ever seen it, maybe you're familiar to it. You can, if not, you can Google it. But I don't actually believe these are the only needs that we have. I have identified other needs that were consistent with my work with my clients that are consistent whenever I read something about childhood trauma and the causes of it and the implications on health, when these needs are not fulfilled, our body literally deteriorates. And before our body deteriorates, our mind usually deteriorates. So when you want to cultivate happiness, you need to make sure your quote-unquote soil is well-nourished, meaning your different needs are not just met, but once they're met, you can actually build on top of them. And when you go into surplus of these needs and you add on things, you really truly go into an abundance of like connection, safety, and the things that give you joy and pleasure, you will also eventually find happiness. Now, happiness doesn't mean that everything has to be perfect in that moment. Happiness can be little blips in between crises. So when you're building something like a business or a life, you need to make sure that it is actually honoring who you are, your authentic set of needs. And in those authentic needs, you also have a need for authenticity. And authenticity means 
your authentic preferences and dislikes, right? What are your natural, you can call it God-given, you can call it like inborn, what are your natural preferences and dislikes? I have a huge preference for drawing, music, art, expressing myself creatively. And when I do these things, time flies. I don't even have to think twice. Like, I will start drawing and suddenly it's five hours later and I'm like, oh, I don't even know where time went by. And I close my art book and I'm happy and I'm really, really, yeah, I'm really, really happy. Why? Because it fit my authentic preferences, my loves, my passions. Now, let me give you a different example. Sit me in a history or a geography class in school and I was like dying. The seconds couldn't have passed by more quickly. Because the way geography, for example, is being taught is not at all true to how I would like to learn it. I do not care about the factual information. What I care about are the stories of people and the stories of the land and traveling there and experiencing it there. So I was never a great student in geography. And I thought, I'm just like, this is not something that interests me. But it turned out later when I started traveling, I was actually excellent at knowing the maps, reading maps, locating where what is. You can dump me in a city, I can probably find my way home. I know the capitals of so like every place we've ever been to places I've only heard about, but I was interested in the story. So this was true to me. This was authentic to me. I am, again, a people person. So connected to people and you've got my attention and I can learn it with the snip of a finger and with greatest ease, but teach me all the factual stuff, the GDP, how much imports and exports are there. And I will not be able to learn that unless I pour in massive effort and I'm probably going to hate every second of it. And that is not happiness, right? So understanding what is your true self? Where do you start and where do you end? Becoming aware of your boundaries as in like very real, like where are your responsibilities and where do they end? What are your needs and how are they distributed? What is your authentic preferences and dislikes? Because that will give you so much indication with how you want to spend your time. And what is your authentic amount of resources? Now, I've told you a lot that in the past that I was a workaholic and I was very sick. I had multiple burnouts because I was overexpending on the amount of energy that I actually had available the amount of capacity and mental and brain space I had available. And this is what caused my burnout. My authentic amount of resources, my authentic amount of energy. And then after that, I need, again, I have a need for rest. And then I compensated that for a really, really long time because I was still working, overworking and overexpending on energy. So I actually became an emotional eater because whenever I got tired, I would eat instead of just taking a break, resting, going to sleep. I would feel tired and my intuitive reaction then was like, oh my God, we're out of energy, so let's get her some food. And boom, 
I'm not surprised that I was at my heaviest and unhappiest when I was at business school. I was absolutely miserable. The way it was being taught, it was awful. A lot of the people that were there were not my kind of people. They were interested in how to make the most amount of money possible. Whereas I'm a people person. I want to connect with you. I want to see my work have an impact. I always say I'm unhirable because one, I need my work to have an impact on people. I need to feel connected to my work and through my work to other people. My need for connection is so massive that I couldn't just like hustle away at a nine to five sorting documents, not seeing any impact on what my work does to other people or how it helps other people. If I had to work a nine to five, I would probably work somewhere in a kindergarten or taking care of the elderly or 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 doing social work, working in a charity, something like that where I could feel like I have an impact, but I would not be able, the way my classmates did, to say, oh, I want to be a banker or I want to be a business consultant because then I'm going to earn so much money and you're also going to work 80-hour weeks. So, like, I wasn't, I wasn't cut out for these jobs <laughs> that business school was meant to prepare me for. Every internship, I felt like I was dying inside because it was completely unaligned with my authentic self. And I was overexpending on all of my resources. There was no space for my need for play to find its, to find room for it. And there was no space for my authentic, my authentic preferences. So what happened? I had depression at that time. I became really, really overweight because I was overexpending that energy and thus over and as a result overeating. That was my myself's defense mechanism. So when you want to cultivate happiness, and especially when you're unexper- when you're experiencing unhappiness right now, I want you to look at your life and look for the things that are making you unhappy. That should be fairly easy to recognize. What is not so easy to recognize for some people is what are when they're feeling happy. Because happiness is a feeling. And if you're not tuned into your body and you're not connected to your emotions, then it can be really, really challenging to recognize when you're actually feeling happy or when something actually gives you joy. You may just be so used to being in kind of like a tapped out neutral space of like, yeah, I guess it's pretty fine or pretty good. Like so removed from these feelings, which is a trauma response, that may be hard to recognize that. And in that case, I want you to start looking for how you're spending your time. When you're spending your time doing something that is true to you and aligned to you, then it comes very easily. It comes very easily. It comes very naturally. Time flies. This is one of the ways that you can recognize that you found something that is very much true to your authentic self. And when you're unhappy, I want you to go through a little mental checklist of what is missing. Why are you feeling unhappy right now? Are you, have you connected with other people? Have you rested? Are you feeling safe? Have you played? 
And by play, I don't mean to grab your kids' Play-Doh boxes and magic sand and, I don't know, a couple cookie cutters and be like, look, I made a star. No, that's not what I mean by play. Play means doing something that doesn't have a certain end goal. Drawing just because you want to draw. Playing the ukulele just because you want to play the ukulele. Riding a horse because you want to ride a horse, not because you're training for a competition. That is what play means. Doing something that keeps you engaged and interested without an ulterior motive, because this is what actually keeps us mentally engaged. This is what grows your brain. Play is what prepares children for school so that then school can teach them things. But it's play that actually makes them smarter and gives them the ability to process it. So these are my fundamental takes on what it takes to build a happy life. Now, I want to dive way deeper with you. So I'm launching a live group program called The Keys to Happiness. It is currently in pre-presale. And if you want to have more information, you can DM me on Instagram at Virginia underscore DSEs. This program is going to change your life because it will equip you with the tools to really use your business to create the kind of life that you want. And that life gets to be happy, happy to your core, making sure you're fully aware of what you really truly need to be happy. And oh my God, I have been using this resource for the last year and I've continuously added to it, added to it, added to it and I really truly get to say I am so damn happy with the kind of life that I've created and I intentionally practice and cultivate happiness every single day and I just want to shout this information from the rooftop rooftops because it breaks my heart when I see business owners crying because they almost made a million dollars, moms or parents being unhappy because people are so unhappy in the world. This program will finally help bring happiness and make it accessible to more people. So I'm super freaking excited for this program. If you want to know more about the pre-pre-sale, this is a special secret wait only for podcast listeners. So Shoot me a DM and let me know what you're thinking about the keys to happiness. Sending you much love and I'll hear you on the next episode. Content loungers, listen up. This is your chance to ditch the hustle and take a massive leap in your business and your income. This month, one of you guys is going to work with me one-on-one and together we will create a content strategy that turns you into a client and money magnet without working more. This is valued at over $2,000. And to get in on this, simply leave me a five-star review, take a screenshot and DM it to me on Instagram. Wishing you all massive success in your business. See you next week. And until then, sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you.